You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. And by the grace of God, it is finally Friday. Uh, What a week it has been, even though a, a short week. We found out last night, or I found out, much to my chagrin, that uh, Detroit appears to be for real this year. <laughs> what a game last night. What a game last night. The uh, the uh, Lions beat the uh, Chiefers. The Chiefers, my team. I live in Kansas City. I was not at the game because, you know, uh, I would rather sit in front of a big screen television with my feet up on the coffee table than uh, deal with a bunch of drunks in the parking lot. Nothing against the drunks in the parking lot because uh, Kansas City is a great place to see a football game. But I, I just felt like chilling here at home and... <clears throat> watch the game and and I think it would have been a little bit more of a game had uh, Kansas City's wide receivers been able to catch the ball. That's uh, one of the things that you need to do. I'm I'm assuming that the receiver core will uh, will get a little wet fur this week. Maybe they'll do that thing like they did in the the movie Dodgeball. Remember the movie Dodgeball? And uh, they threw wrenches at the <laughs> in training. They threw wrenches at him. You know, if you can dodge a ball, you can dodge a wrench. Maybe I don't know. Maybe they need to do hot potatoes or maybe I don't know. Maybe bowling balls, something. To, so you grab that ball and you run with it. Uh, maybe, I don't even know. I don't even know. So, uh, But it, it looks like it's going to be a good <clears throat> NFL season. I, I only watch the, uh, the Chiefs, but I mean, I also like a lot of other teams, but last night I watched that uh, game, and, and it, was pretty, uh, it, was pretty, it was pretty good. It was good. They're two good teams, really, really good teams. And, and I got to tell you, I like it when teams, uh, long-suffering teams, uh, start to really uh, come together for their fans because I've lived in cities like Cincinnati when it really sucked. And I lived in Washington, D.C. for, you know, 12 years. And, I mean, dear God, and then I fortunately missed the idiocy of changing their name <laughs> to the, uh, the, the the football team. And then the commanders. We're the commanders. And everywhere we go, we go commando. Maybe that should be their, their thing in the, in the stands. Go commando. Go commando. That should be the, the cheer. Uh, but anyway, football season is off and running. Political season is is going on. I did uh, see this this morning that Diane Feinstein has uh, this, according to the uh, Washington Times. Feinstein focuses on Congress <laughs> as much as she can, I guess. Gives daughter the power of attorney on court matters. So, you know, maybe maybe we need to have a new national discussion. You know, when you have that, and I've had the talk. I had the talk about my mom to my sister. And uh, we never put her in a nursing home because my sister took care of her, which is great, which is great. Uh, But maybe, maybe when you're ready to have that discussion, you need to pivot from, uh, you know, I think we need to take dad's keys uh, or, uh, you know, maybe we need to bring in uh, visiting angels or whatever. I'm being serious about this, you know, Uh, because sooner or later it's going to happen to all of us, right? Sooner or later it's going to happen to all of us. Uh, It's funny because I have uh, my Aunt Kay. She lives in Pittsburgh. And she is a uh, a nurse, and she said uh, sooner or later somebody's going to end up wiping your butt. So you know you might want to treat people who are under you or you know whatever pretty well because they might have end up having to take care of you when you know when when age uh, finally affects you so much. But I'm thinking maybe. Uh, instead of visiting angels, we get visiting campaign officials and uh, get grandma on the on the ballot. 
Because honestly, uh, this is what they love in Washington, D.C. They love completely pliable people who uh, who uh, can't think uh, for themselves and, and can't take care of themselves. Diane Feinstein, I don't see her going to the bathroom by herself anytime soon. Uh, John Fetterman can't understand language. He's got to have it typed out on a screen. And then when he talks, he talks like Tarzan, Unk, Tom Gunny, you know, that kind of thing. And you've got Joe Biden who, you know, President uh, Magoo. And uh, who else am I thinking of here? Uh, oh, Mitch McConnell. we got Mitch McConnell. <clears throat> Mitch McConnell who uh, just freezes up just in the middle of a conversation. Just stops talking. <laughs> it's, it's, it's absurd. It really is. We are, we are an abs- an absur- a theater of absurdity. And we are all the, uh, we are the spectators in this, uh, in this madness. Uh, but that's the uh, that's the case with uh, Diane Feinstein. She's going to turn over power. It's really this bad. And Rob Schmidt was, uh, you know, he's uh, one of my colleagues on Newsmax, and he's outstanding. And he said uh, something about that, about Diane Feinstein, and why isn't anybody telling her to step down? Uh, and I said, because her term has already been bought and paid for. She's already there. Uh, they uh, People who have supported her and given her campaign millions and millions of dollars they expect results i I absolutely believe that i absolutely believe that the reason why we're allowing these infirmed individuals to remain in positions of authority is because a they're pliable they do anything that you want them to do because they know what the hell's going on and they're already bought and paid for so you gotta you gotta fulfill the deal you know you gotta kind of fulfill the deal it is uh it is just uh, quite simply remarkable. I, uh, I want to just offer thoughts and prayers to the staff at uh, CNN the, today because yesterday they had a very rough day. Yesterday, the, uh, the anchors on CNN came to the very difficult realization that Joe Biden is a terrible president, a terrible human being, and there's no way he's going to be able to uh, complete the race for president, uh, uh, let alone serve another term. And, uh, and the whole day yesterday went kind of like this. Now, I want you to listen to, uh, to this statistic and then listen to the reaction. Dana Bash is uh, sitting there on set. Listen to the, uh, the poll which has never happened before to Democrats, because Democrats normally uh, always lead in the polls all the way to Election Day. And the reason being is polls are used primarily in this country to convince Republicans they have, their candidate has no chance of winning. I'm totally serious about that. They are meant to demoralize, they are meant to oversample Democrats, and they are meant to, every single day of your life, wake up, look at the, pa- the paper and say, holy crap, my candidate is never going to win. But you know what? We've, we've moved beyond that. We already know that the polls are BS. The polls are, were BS in 2016, despite all of the meddling, despite the FBI being involved, uh, the, the midterms, uh, 2020, FBI being involved with Hunter Biden's laptop, and all of these things that, that were putting the scale uh, in favor of Democrats ended up, well, in, in a couple of cases, it worked because they, you know, the FBI was involved in covering up things, but that's generally what polling is all about. It's, it's just meant to demoralize Republicans. That's a general, oh, it looks like Hillary Clinton's again. There's no chance of Trump winning. But anyway, this is the, uh, the segment yesterday that, uh, that gave me pause, and I kind of laughed. Within the margin of error, no clear leader. Donald Trump, 47%. Joe Biden, 46%. 
they're basically in a statistical tie. What? But what I will note was what? there was not a single poll conducted by CNN during the entire 2020 cycle in which Donald Trump got a higher share of the vote than Joe Biden did. So this is a vastly different picture <laughs> from what we saw four years ago. That is some very interesting context in all of this. What it means, we will see. Yeah, as I go to the bathroom and throw up because uh, you just told me something that I can't believe. That's that's what the anchor said. Well, that's very curious. That's really interesting. Oh, my God, I'm going to vomit. I can't believe this is happening. Here it is again. From what we saw four years ago. That is some very interesting context in all of this. What it means, we will see. There you go. Okay, I'm going to start cutting again. Uh, you know, that's that's what they're doing over there at CNN. And it was all day like this yesterday. And I started off my show by pointing out that they, they polled about a story that they don't consider to be newsworthy. <laughs> They did a poll about they're not covering Hunter Biden, Joe Biden corruption. They're saying there's no there there. There's no evidence there, despite the mountains of evidence. I mean, probably in world history, there's never been more evidence of a of a government of a an individual in charge of their corruption. I mean, he's right up there, right up there with some of the great, great, you know, uh, great corrupt individuals <laughs> in world history. When you look at all the, the bank records and the deposits and the shell companies and all that, and, and it's becoming painfully obvious. It's going to be it's, it to everybody. But CNN conducts this poll, and 66% of people think that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden were involved in illicit activities involving uh, funds from other countries. And a country, in a, in a a poll of a, of a story that they're not covering. So they really shot themselves in the foot yesterday. It was, it was very funny. It was all, uh, it was all uh, uh, self-inflicted. But here's a Dana Bash. I'll just call this sound clip the Baton Death March. He cares about people like you. 33% say they're proud to have Biden as a president. Only 28% of Americans says that the president inspires say, confidence. Say, say that. Wow, yeah. pretty uh, incredible numbers there. David, please don't go anywhere because I want to get back to you in a minute. But first, I want to digest what David just showed. Yeah, and then I'm going to go into the bathroom and throw up. And then uh, and I'm going to curl up in a little fetal position in the restroom stall and go, Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Joe Biden. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, it's so sad. It's so you know we need. I think we need a little uh, musical interlude in uh, in celebration of the realization that Joe Biden ate all that. Something I knew about. Oh, I don't know, four years ago. Another bank failed soon. His son will be jailed into recession. We're sliding. This is uh, Jim Gossett, by the way. He's barely alive, and I doubt he'll survive the wreck of the USS Biden. <laughs> <laughs> the numbers don't lie, they should dump the big guy. Trump's poll lead is starting to widen. But the Dems aren't that smart, and they're a big part of the wreck of the USS Biden. It was wrecked before it set sail. His voice is weak, he can barely speak. Dementia, he's no longer hiding. Don't call it a day cause you won't walk away from the wreck of the USS Biden. Now I remember when I, uh, Joe Biden was uh, inaugurated and I, and I made an analogy about the Titanic. Uh, many of you will remember this. The thing about the Titanic is when it set sail from Ireland, uh, the coal bunkers, several of the coal bunkers were on fire. And in the belly of the ship, the, the coal bunkers couldn't be put out. You can't use water. 
Uh, so they tried to use some water. They tried to, you know, but they, they basically set sail knowing that they were going to have to deal with these fires. And, and I liken those coal fires in the bunkers to you and me. Because uh, no matter how much they told you, you couldn't believe in this and you couldn't believe in that. And the government was involved in this and that. And the uh, IRS was involved in covering up Hunter Biden. And the uh, FBI was involved in uh, covering up Hunter Biden and uh, Joe Biden's malfeasance and whatnot. The SS Biden, SS Titanic set sail. And we were there in the belly and our fire was not going to go out. And eventually we're going to bring down the SS Titanic. <clears throat> that was the analogy I uh, I used, and and it's true by the way. In case you are a Titanic historian, it's one of the few things that I I mean have long lasting deep knowledge of uh, uh, Warner Brothers cartoons, Elvis Presley, and the Titanic, <laughs> and all pop music for the last sixty years. Pretty much all of those, I, I have a deep and resounding uh, knowledge of those things. But the, uh, the the Titanic did set sail like that, and, and there are pictures of the Titanic sitting in port before it sailed showing that the the uh, hull was buckling slightly, so it may have uh, contributed to the weakness of the hull when it struck the iceberg and the rivets popped and all of that stuff. And now the SS Titanic, I believe, is beginning to go down. And I, I thought it would go down a little bit sooner. I wasn't so sure that he'd make it into two years. I wasn't even sure he was going to make it to the, uh, uh, you know, through the uh, the last election. But but he got it. And uh, and then I, I figured uh, sooner or later it's going to end by hook or by crook. Hook meaning he's going to have to step down because of his uh, health. And uh, crook meaning that the, the weight of all of this uh, corruption is going to weigh so heavy on the campaign he has to pull down. And, of course, he will pull out, but he will use the excuse of health or something to get out of it. And that's what a lot of people are, uh, are saying. I've got some more uh, wonderful, wonderful audio from CNN yesterday. If you, if you like to see uh, people squirm who've been lying to you for years, it, it's really quite enjoyable. Uh, Eric Adams, uh, New York is up a creek, and I feel bad for the good people of new york who don't vote democrat but uh but the uh, the chickens are coming home to roost for these uh, democrat leaders who uh, have the spouted about sanctuary city status when actually all they were was sanctimony cities they just like the virtue signal but they never ever expected to have to uh, pay for it and deal with the crisis they've created. So here's the number if you'd like to join me today. 800-922-6680. This is a Friday edition of The Rob Carson Show. Come on, see. Come on. Start moving. Yeah. Got to get me there. Come on. Edwin Starr. Oh. Hey. 25 miles. This is my go-to song, man. This is my go-to song when I want to feel good. I'm going to tell you, put it on your playlist. It's Edwin Starr, 25 Miles. I know a lot of you people know the song, all right? If you, you know, you grew up in the 60s or 70s, whatever, maybe you're just a, a music aficionado. That song is just so good. 25 Miles. Ugh. I need to let you hear some more of that because it's so good. Uh, tonight on Newsmax, President Trump's speech in Rapid City, South Dakota. That's tonight. It's at 9 o'clock Eastern. That should be fun. Uh, yesterday, I decided to put a list on uh, Twitter just for bleeps and giggles. Of, uh, of uh, excuse me, pardon me. We had a little prepubescent Peter Brady thing going there. But uh, uh, I just decided to put on Twitter my short list for vice president. And, and honestly, I, I wouldn't say that I've thought through this as much as I, I would. I just wanted to kind of start the discussion. And I put a number one on the list. I, I put Christy Nome. <clears throat> now, the other day, we had... We had uh, Dick Morris on, and Dick Morris kind of laughed at, at uh, Christy Nome because she, you know, governs a small state, which is, you know, what a lot of people uh, on the coast do. 
I, you know, nothing against Dick. He, and he, he has greater insights than I will ever have. But I will tell you, and I had this discussion last night, and even uh, even uh, Mary Walter uh, chimed in and said, uh, you know, there's the Electoral College and this and this, and you need to go with Byron Donald because of South Dakota, whatever. No, not Byron Donald, but but uh, Robinson out of North or South Carolina, blah blah blah. Uh, and and I said, well, Donald Trump, and I interviewed him. You know, you recall about a month and a half ago, got about 45 minutes with him. He said he didn't care about the Electoral College. He doesn't care. Isn't that kind of wild? There's no strategy. There's no math involved here. Is that foolish? I don't know. But uh, he wants somebody who's an America First candidate. That's it. And if you got one strike on your resume, you're done. So I said Christy Nome, Byron Donalds, Sarah Huckabee Sanders on the list, although I didn't think she would because she just uh, became the governor. She's doing a great job. Vivek Ramaswamy. I said, holy hell, Matt Gates. Yes, Matt Gates. Uh, and I just threw that in there. And I, you know, I don't know how realistic it is. Uh, Matt Gates is in Florida, blah, blah, blah. We understand that. But uh, number one was Carrie Lake. What about Carrie Lake? What about Carrie Lake? Uh, no, I'm with you. Uh, yeah, Carrie Lake certainly up there. Uh, a lot of RFK Jr., a lot of that going on. Uh, the RFK Jr. could happen, I think, um, particularly if either party decides to decide that uh, Joe Biden is the candidate and uh, somebody other than Donald Trump is the candidate for Republicans and then uh, Trump would probably run third party and I would uh, I would recommend RFK if that happened because it would blow up both parties it would it would it would uh, cause them to do a correction <clears throat> other uh, other people I, I posted this morning Carrie uh, Carrie like Larry Elder who is damn awesome uh and then rfk jr i mentioned the same thing uh but a lot of people a lot of people saying carrie lake and i know why by the way wink wink nudge nudge i know why you want carrie lake because uh, you know carrie lake is a, a victim of the system just like uh, donald trump is you know you know what i'm saying I think so. Uh, James Carville, yesterday, we were talking about the, uh, the, the uh, CNN. And yesterday, this is a quote from Dan Abash. No way to spin this. Dan Abash declared Thursday that it's impossible to spin the network's latest showing poll showing a dismal outlook for President Joe Biden, something you and I have known forever, something that I knew when he was running the last time. The poll found that Biden's uh, job approval, 39%. I know it's that high, right? The lowest rating since the height of the inflation crisis last year. Even worse, the survey found that in a hypothetical rematch for the White House between Biden and Trump, uh, Trump would win. Trump would win. This is uh, James Carville, who's, uh, you know, the raging Cajun. And he's wrong about everything, usually. He even wrote a book right before, uh, right before Barack Obama lost both houses of Congress in his second term, saying that Democrats would be in charge for four. 40 years, and he hasn't really commented on that, but here he is yesterday. Look, these polls seem to get at the elephant in the room when it comes to President Biden. For voters, it's his age that they're concerned about, his mental acuity, his health. Uh, what does that tell us? Well, <laughs> I guess to say the least, the, 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 the polls are not, uh, well, not great. And it tells us that, you know, voters have expressing uh, some apprehension here. It's, it's pretty clear. I mean, there's not much else you can say when you, you look at them. I mean, I, I, I guess the, the best thing you could say is that, not, that if anything, they're worse for Trump. But uh, oh, really? they're, 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 no, they're there's not. apprehension out there. That, that, that's undeniable. I, I, but the, the, the polling that I've seen or anybody else has seen is not very good. I, there was a memo uh, my friend Jim Messina said, I said, Democrats need to quit bedwetting. But my wife's already changed me to rubber sheets. His wife's already changed into rubber sheets, just like Hunter Biden. 
Anyway, we got a little bit more on this. Your phone calls, 800-922-6680. It's a Friday edition of the Rob Carson Show. Stick around. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen. There's a little Gary Clark Jr. for you. Gary Clark Jr. was in the uh, Elvis movie, by the way, the new Elvis movie that came out last year. Uh, he's the guy who was playing the blues uh, in the club, and Elvis was kind of peeking through the floorboards to watch this uh, couple dance into his music. That was that was Gary Clark Jr. Oh, yeah, I know. I want to play a little bit of this for because it's Friday. What the hell, right? Yeah, you know, I played this uh, Edwin Starr song, Twenty Five Miles. It's like my new go-to song to get motivated because he did War. Remember War? What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Say it again. He was the dude originally, but there was also that. Listen to this song. Look at this right here. That's gonna make this trip worth a while. I just love music. I can't you help see, it. She's got the Hold on, here comes a good part. Go so wild. Here, right here. I got to keep on walking. Here comes a good part. Right here, 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 right here. Okay, there you go. There's your Friday motivation. I love that song. I had to share it with you. <laughs> I hope you don't mind. You know, because I got to do some things to, uh, you know, to keep motivated every day. Uh, and I spend a lot of time in this this room, and I do a lot of research and, and stuff. But the, but one of the things that I I, I exercise, I've been dieting, uh, down sixty three pounds altogether, uh, feeling good, blood pressure is down, the whole deal, uh, working out, and my music, and the music is so important. So I wanted to share that with you. I wanted to share that with you. Uh, this is kind of fun. This is uh, for those of you who are fretting the fact that uh, Joe Biden is polling so terribly, even though. Duh. Um, here is a little a montage of uh, Joe Biden's first two years in office. For those of you who are supporters. If you watch him, if you've seen what he's done in the last two years, yes. this is a president has had a historic administration in just two years. Every week is something new. Inflation's highest increase in four decades. A baby formula shortage. The supply chain crisis okay. well, on full display in well, grocery stores. Well, the Keystone that. XL pipeline I, has been blocked. Canceled its planned oil and gas lease sales in Alaska. Oil and gas leasing. Drilling on federal land. Gas prices soaring to the highest average ever recorded. Mortgage rates have soared to the highest level in 20. Other than that, it's great. The number of great. military service members being discharged for refusing the COVID vaccine yeah, is growing. The president is ordering nearly all federal workers get vaccinated within 75 days, eliminating their option to be tested. CDC coordinated with the teachers' unions to slow the school reopening process. Huh. Eighth grade U.S. history and civic test scores dropped last year to their lowest levels ever recorded. Yeah, but this is all Trump's fault. The directed agents to use yeah. counterterrorism measures to track parents critical of their school board. Giving the FBI a list of targeted Customers. The FBI's Richmond Field recently published an internal document promising to punish, quote, radical traditionalist Catholics. Well, walked at the direction of the Department of Justice. Chaotic evacuation. The drunken comparison to the 
fallen Saigon. 13 U.S. troops killed in Kabul this week. But the U.S. is now moving its embassy personnel out of the capital. Close the U.S. embassy in Belarus. Daring evacuation of the American embassy in Sudan. U.S. embassy personnel are being told. Other than that, things are going quite well. Quite well. And if you talk to uh, Jeff Zielinski on CNN, he says the only reason why the polls are so terrible is because his awesome programs haven't kicked in yet. They haven't started really advertising. Yeah, that's it. They haven't started organizing. They haven't started uh, spending the the money that they have in a big way and that it is very early and so on and so forth. <sighs> Having said that, yes. reality check, Jeff Zeleny. Look, all of that is true, but uh, the, the president has the biggest megaphone of anyone mm-hmm. on the planet. So, uh, yes, they haven't started spending a ton of money, although they are on the air and they're starting with the NFL season that opens tonight. Oh, yeah. But, look, he is out there every day. You know who else was spending a lot of money on adver- advertising dollars last night of the NFL? A Bud Light. And so uh, <laughs> it's true that there's no question that some of these um, factors are likely to go up. In terms of his economic policies, his programs, people just don't know yeah. what is in all these big pieces they, of legislation. They just don't know what's in it, man. I mean, that's what Nancy Pelosi said about Obamacare. You know, we got to pass it before you can read what's in it. It just hasn't kicked in yet. That's the problem. Oddly enough, uh, uh, Donald Trump's policy started working immediately. And those were based on something other than Lowering and raising interest rates, which is what the Fed only has. It's lowering and raising interest rates. And look where it's got us, 8% interest rates on a mortgage. And you guys are shopping at Dollar General for your groceries. That's it. I posted two Walmart videos yesterday. One, uh, one just a, a package of turkey. It's a two-pound package of uh, uh, a great choice or whatever the hell the Walmart brand is. And, uh, and it used to be four ninety eight when Donald Trump was a president. And I know this because I, I do all the grocery shopping. I pay attention. And uh, we were a lot poorer not too long ago. Uh, but it's, it's now $9. It's $9.13. You know, and then I then I got the other day I put a hundred dollars in groceries this was a couple weeks ago, and it didn't even cover the bottom of the cart. Yesterday I got two hundred dollars worth of groceries. It wasn't much better. It really wasn't much better because I had some items there that that are uh, you know expensive. Uh, you know, some uh, melatonin gummies because I don't the gummies cause I don't sleep very well, and you know shampoo and things like that. And when you add that to it. It's uh, it's nuts. But here is a Je- Jeff Zeleny or Zeleny or whatever the hell he is from uh, from CNN. He says it's really not about his mental acuity. It's Joe Biden's age that's the problem. But the spin that it's impossible to spin is on the president himself, on his age, on what, what his people age. think and see and feel when they see him. He cannot change. He is 80 years old. He walks slowly. He sometimes speaks with gaps, as he has done for years. Uh, so they sort of put some context on it. But the reality is people look at him and just do not um, see confidence. Uh, the question here is, though, I think what? What is probably one of the biggest concerns I uh, heard from someone this morning, yes. the excitement factor. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's the excitement factor. And you know why the excitement factor is not there? Because everybody realizes that his brain doesn't work and he's really not the president and he's declining mentally and physically. You see, there's that. There's just uh, there's just that. Now, last night on uh, on Rob Schmidt's show, he was talking to a guy named Rick Leventhal, who's a, a pundit. He's a very good. And, and CNN yesterday, we put together a little montage of uh, CNN anchors turning on. And then Rick presented a theory about why CNN, other uh, news agencies, are suddenly, uh, you know, nailing Biden big time. And my my theory is different. I'll let you listen to this real quick. 
provided I can get it to play. Leave in, you owe a lot, but you, you, you start to wonder, uh, you know, would, would you give this grandpa a high-stress job for six more years? There is no way to spin this. Of course this. not. CNN reads the country's mood right now and finds that America is deeply unhappy with Joe Biden. Oh, it crushed her little soul to have to say that. <laughs> Rick Leventhal yes. joins us now. It's good to have wow. you back on. I would, the skeptic in me would suggest that perhaps CNN not, wasn't looking at polls, but they were looking at their ratings. Yeah. And they were saying, you know what, no. the only way we're going to get more no. viewers is if we start endorsing Trump a little no. bit. Maybe some Trump voters are going to come over and start watching CNN, because no. they don't right now. No. Well, yeah, they but, obviously don't. But for them to say that, to call Joe a grandpa, like I, they're the ones who've been propping him up this whole time. I don't think that CNN is trying to do this to uh, to get viewers. Uh, if that if that were the case, then MSNBC would move. This is about marching orders. This is you know because listen, CNN and MSNBC don't do stories unless they're told which stories to do. It's very obvious they period everything: the Russia collusion hoax, uh, all of this Trump uh, conspiracy bullcrap, all of these indictments and whatnot. And I think that they are getting the vibe that Jobo is going to be pushed out and they want to be on the right side of history. That, that's what I think. I mean, you can disagree. Please call 800-922-6680. This isn't about CNN trying to rescue its ratings. Uh, CNN is completely down with its politics. Uh, this is about, uh, I believe, something, someone, powers that be, whoever they meet with in Zoom calls every day is saying, yeah, you know, we're not sure that uh, Joe Biden is going to be the candidate. So you might want to start kind of, eh, you know, just saying, you know, maybe they're leaking little stories, you know, whatever. This is Gavin Newsom. Now, Gavin Newsom is a uh, very uh, slick talker. Uh, he's one of those guys that you, uh, you know, uh, you wouldn't buy a car from. He's one of those uh, frat guys. You'd be like, uh, you know, really, I don't want to chill with you because you're kind of uh, greasy, you know, and I, I really don't trust you. Your, your smile is fake. And everything you've proposed in California has done a face plant, particularly your big plan to make uh, San Francisco free of homeless people in 2008 in five years. And it's, uh, I mean, it's gotten much, 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 much worse after billions of dollars of mismanaged money. But here is uh, Gavin Newsom, and, and he's, he's saying now the party is certainly down with Joe Biden. And if not Joe Biden, then certainly Kamala Harris. Sure, Gavin. I think the vice president is naturally one lined up, and the filing deadlines are quickly coming to pass. And I think we need to move past this notion that he's not going to run. President Biden is going to run uh, and look <laughs> forward to getting reelected. Uh, I think there's been so much wallowing uh, in the last few months and hand-wringing in this respect. Uh, but we're gearing up for the campaign. We're looking forward. Yeah, okay, you keep saying that, buddy. I mean, honestly. <sighs> you, okay, own it. That's fine. Fine. You know, we'll talk in a month or two when, I, when I'm proven right. CNN sounds the alarm on Biden's sinking job ratings. Uh, 67% of Democrat and Democrat-leaning voters now say it's uh, very likely, very, uh, very or extremely likely that Biden will again be the party's nominee up from 55 who felt that way in May. Uh, and then uh, uh, they, they also the number of people who say that we should nominate, the Democrats should nominate someone other than Biden up from 54% to uh, uh, 67%. 
majority of those who would prefer to see someone different saying that they don't have any specific alternative in mind. Just 1% respectively name either of his two most important, prominent, declared challengers, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. or Marianne Williamson. So they're doing an effective job of shutting both of those candidates out. Although I've got something coming up that I think is an amazing uh, campaign piece from RFK Jr. about the future of the country. Should I play that now? Should I play that now? I think I should play that now. I saw this this morning, and you know, uh, I, I have said, uh, you know, when they when they arrested Donald Trump and they gave the mugshot, I said that it really brought uh, the hood and the trailer park together. Uh, this on the um, the heels of finding out another prisoner died in the Fulton County Jail. Kid was only like 24 years old, uh, like a burglary uh, suspect. And so they're still sending, particularly black men, to Fulton County Jail where they're being treated like it's 1957. And many of them are dying, including six, since July. All right? So you think maybe that might bring the hood and the trailer park together? Yeah, a little bit. And I said that 74% of us believe the country's going in the wrong direction. That means 74% of us can unite to save her. Remember that? Well, here's what RFK Jr. is saying. I think it's pretty inspirational. Not an endorsement. It's just this is the most common sense I've heard from a Democrat in decades. F. Kennedy Jr. here. After four months of crisscrossing the country and speaking to thousands of Americans from all walks of life, I've come to understand that what our campaign really is, is the spearhead of a massive populist awakening. You see, our uh, nation's yes. most serious problems come from a single source, what? the entrenched corporate political elite. Boom. Government agencies, Congress, the defense industry, Wall Street, the media, big tech, big pharma, big ag, and pretty much big everything have a death grip on our democracy. Yes. And there's only one thing that can break that grip. And no, it's not me. Who is it? It's you. Boom. The people. It's a populist movement that unites left and right, black and white, rural and urban, young and old. We can't just wait around for the Washington establishment to change their minds. We can't expect Wall Street to stop strip mining the middle class of its equity and its wealth. We can't expect the military industrial complex to promote peace or the censorship big tech complex to promote freedom or freedom of speech. We need to do it ourselves. We have to take back power in this country for the people. Let me add one more item to the list of entrenched institutions. The Democratic National Committee. What? In an honest primary, the candidate with the most votes would be the nominee, right? But the DNC has imposed delicate rules that make it nearly impossible for an insurgent candidate to win. Yeah. It has totally rigged the system. Very early on, back in February, we passed a resolution unanimously within the DNC that we are all riding with Biden and, and Kamala Harris. But you know what? Neither the DNC nor anyone else is going to stop us. President Biden's billion-dollar war chest is not a match for people power. Wow, that is huge. You know who else is against people power and wants establishmentism? returned want their party to return to the establishment uh, mike pence the question of the hour then is not just who but what will we offer the american people a year from what is that mike so i came here to anselm college to simply say from my heart what's that 
that Republican voters face a choice. What is that, Mike? In this state and in every state around the nation. Yes, go ahead and get your point. Yes. As these primaries unfold. Okay, we got it, yes. And I believe that choice will determine the fate of our party and the course of our nation okay, go ahead. for years to come. Go ahead, yeah. So today I ask my fellow Republicans this. Yes. In the days to come, will we be the party of conservatism? Yes. Or will we follow the siren song of populism? Whoa, there you go. Unmoored to conservative principles. Yeah, okay, there he is. He's trying to use conservative. What he's saying is establishment GOP. That's what he's saying. So uh, there you go. That's, that's where we, it's us and them. It's, it's us and them. And we are apparently populist because we want people to go to Washington, D.C. and do what we ask them to do. Yeah, I know. Kind of crazy. Uh, let's take a break and come back. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. Uh, tonight, Newsmax will be covering Donald Trump's rally in Rapid City, South Dakota, where I'm going to be going, uh, well, uh, at the end of the month, my sister and I are going on a road trip in my in my uh, Bronco, Buck. His name is Buck, and we're going to drive out to the uh, to uh, uh, not only see uh, Mount Rushmore, we're going to see, uh, you know, the Black Hills. She's taking me all over the place, uh, and I'm looking forward to, uh, to doing that because we haven't been on a vacation together since we were in high school. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. But anyway, uh, that's tonight at uh, 9 o'clock Eastern on Newsmax. Uh, always uh, always nice to watch. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the uh, the viewership is since uh, he appeared with Tucker Carlson on Twitter and garnered, oh, nearly 300 million views, um, despite the, <laughs> the mainstream media said, oh, yeah, they're just checking in on it. They, you know, they did really not. It doesn't translate anything. And then yesterday, what happened on CNN, it's, it's kind of funny. Christy Nome was on uh, Newsmax yesterday on National Report. And she was asked about whether she would be, uh, you know, up to maybe uh, being uh, Donald Trump's running mate. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I would in a heartbeat just because, uh, you know, you respect the position and the person who asks you to do something and then see if you really believe that you could make a difference. You know, President Trump needs a strong uh, partner if he's going to take back the White House. He's going to need somebody who knows what it's like to run a business, uh, to be an employee, earn a paycheck, but also having a wife, mom, and a grandma isn't bad either. And I think that that kind of perspective would, would weigh in very well on a lot of policy decisions. There you go. I didn't know she was a grandma. That's interesting. They, they moved the bar on grandma. I'll tell you that right now. Lauren Boebert's a grandma. What the hell? Really? Grandma? I thought grandmas were supposed to sit in rocking chairs on porches and stuff and knit. <laughs> So, uh, you know, we'll see. Maybe she's on the top of the list. Um, I've been seeing a lot of Christine Allman television. She's doing these wonderful ads for South Dakota where she pretends to be a plumber or she pretends to be an electrician and she's really the governor. And it, they're cute. They're funny. She kind of, it's self-deprecating humor. Um, but uh, clearly she's doing a great job for South Dakota. For me, South Dakota is a beautiful, if you're an outdoors person, South Dakota is the deal. And no income tax. And, uh, well, the winters are brutal, I'll just tell you. If you can't do winter, you can't do South Dakota. But uh, uh, I know Sioux Falls is beautiful. My mother lived there for 20 years. So uh, she's she got something going on up there, even though it's sparsely populated and it's South Dakota. Right is right, right? If you're doing a good job, you're doing it right. You know, Ron DeSantis is doing a good job for Florida, too. There you go. So I would say that's a pretty good deal. Let's take a break. Uh, we've got much more on this and other things. This is The Rob Carson Show. Back in a few. 
like the show? You can help by subscribing and leaving a five-star review on both Apple and Spotify. It's free. I switched. I switched. I switched. I switched to Newsmax. 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 Have you made the switch? You bet I did. My whole family switched. Millions are switching to Newsmax. You should too. 